Uh, today, I want to share the message, and the message is entitled, Overcome the World. And this is especially important today because a lot of the things that are happening around the world happens to overcome us and overwhelm us, right? Uh, especially with COVID, especially with the political climate uh, all over the world, not just here in the United States and not just in Korea, but all over the place. Uh, things are getting a little too spicy, right? And we really need answers today. And today I want to ask a few questions before we get to the core of the message. And the question that I want to ask you today is this, are you happy, <laughs> right? Are you happy, right? And a lot of people might say, no, not so happy. How come? I have problems. Okay, let me ask this question. Why do you need your problems solved, right? And this is a very weird question. Why do you need your problems solved? So I can be happy, right? Um, and the reason why I ask this question is because a lot of times people get the answers that they, uh, that they want. And when they get their answers, guess what happens? They become unhappy again. <laughs> and it's this vicious cycle of, uh, I think I, I need this to be happy, and you get it. And when you get it, you become unhappy. And then you want to get something else, and then you get it. And then you get it, and you're unhappy. This is how the world is living today. And sadly, a lot of Christians are living this way as well. Then how can we actually resolve your problems, right? How can we solve our problems? And this is something that we really need to get to the bottom of because those who have the answers can change the world, right? The world that overwhelms and overcomes us, we can be the ones to overcome this world. And it really starts with very fundamental Christian things. And before we get to the solution, we need to get to the problem. And this is something that you may have heard many times because I love sharing the gospel, but we have a fundamental problem, right? What is this fundamental problem? It's this, we've been separated from God. And because we've been separated from God, we have this broken relationship with him because of sin. Sin isn't just doing something bad, right? Sin is having no relationship with God. It's being apart from God. And because we are apart from God, we need to listen to somebody because we're spiritual beings. We want to worship something. And if it's not God, then it is something of Satan. And this is what the world falls into as well. If, if it's not God, then who? Even if you're an atheist, there's a who or a what. <laughs> what are you worshiping? Who are you worshiping? There's something because we are spiritual beings. And the result of this fundamental problem is this, suffering, pain, emptiness, and a toxic culture that we see today not only in the United States, but throughout the world. For those who join us on Wednesdays for our, our Bible study, uh, we've been talking about the age of the Nephilim and uh, the days of the judges, and we see this toxic culture re repeat itself, but guess what? It's still repeating all the way to modern day today. 
Nothing has changed. Except for this one thing. We've been given an answer. But even though we've been given the answer, we try to solve the problem by ourselves, right? So how do we do that? We try to solve our problems through religious living. When I talk about religious living, you might think like, isn't this a religion? <laughs> when I talk about religious living, I'm talking about us trying to do things on our own. There are some Christians that do this too. If I do enough of this, then I am better than you, right? That's religious living. That is not gospel-centered. That's not Christ-centered. A lot of people live this way. Even atheists live a religious life where they create their own way of worth, right? Their own pathway to just feel better, I guess, in some ways. But it's not enough. We try to solve our own problems through good works, right? If I do enough good works, I have to get into heaven. But we don't understand our current spiritual state. We are in debt. There's so much sin in us that we need to pay, that we need to pay for. It says that the wages of sin is death in the Bible. So if sin equals death, and how many sins did you commit today, <laughs> right? And how many lives do you have to give? We only have one life to give. But how many times can we pay that? Another way of looking at it is like this. If you look at your bank account and you see minus $100 from somewhere, you'll call your bank and you'll complain. What the heck, where, where did this $100 come from? Or I need my money back. But if it was $1 billion, <laughs> you'd be like, so stunned that you don't know how to respond. Our sin is like that. That's how much debt of that debt that we owe spiritually. What will one dollar of good work do to pay a billion dollar worth of debt of sin off? It's a drop in a bucket. How long can you live to pay this off? Our good works is very limited. It's not enough to pay for salvation. People turn to religion, trying to create their own set of standards, right? Where, oh, if I, if I pray this much, then God should bless me. Or if I pray this much, then I'm better than all the other Christians in my church who don't pray. When we live our, our spiritual life this way, we'll, we, we end up getting ruined not understanding and not seeing what this Christian life is really about. It's relationship with God. It's not doing. You don't do stuff to make your parents your parents, right? I need my parents' love, so if I do this, then they'll be my mom, they'll be my dad. You don't do that. That's silly. You already start off the bat as they're your parents, and then you enjoy this relationship. Same thing with our relationship with God. When we receive Christ into our hearts, that relationship is set. You're not trying to earn your 
sonship or daughtership. <laughs> you are already a child of God when you receive Christ into your heart. Now it's about actually enjoying this relationship, actually interacting in this relationship. There's people that fall into philosophy. I might give a hot take or two right now, so forgive me. <laughs> but even with what we're going through today, with different movements throughout the United States, on the outside, on the shell, on the very outer shell of things, they're beautiful movements. We see BLM, we see Me Too, we see all these other movements. And on the outside, it's great. But when you start going into it, the message is all over the place to the point where there's no content to help anybody that they're trying to help in the first place. We can't find answers in this type of philosophy. It just the same, we're, we're back to square one, or even worse than square one. And that's what we see in some parts of these movements that we see today, where money is mismanaged or things are really out of focus to the point where we don't even know what we're fighting for. We can't live our lives based on philosophy. We can't base our lives on money, right? Money is good. It's not bad. <laughs> but if it's your ultimate thing, then it becomes a horrible master. Because money comes and goes. And if your master comes and goes, not good, right? Some people fall into superstition, right? In Korea, it's budang, or here, there's fortune telling. Um, if you drive around, you'll see these like red hands. It'll be like this hand like, that looks like this, and it's red, and it, that's where all the fortune tellers are. Right? That's their like symbol. <laughs> and the reason why it's become more and more popular is because people don't have answers. And they're desperate. They're desperate to find something. And even Christians, they look to these type of things too, unfortunately. And people turn to science alone. I'm not saying science is bad, but think of it like this. We have the greatest technology, the greatest and best medicine that humanity has to offer, but we have the same problems. And some people say it's getting worse, right? So what's going on? We have the best in history, the best technology, the best medicine, the best infrastructure, and we're still creating even better ways. But how come these spiritual problems, these mental problems, how come they're getting worse? Because the center of focus is not on anything but ourselves. When we are the center and when we fail, there's nothing to hold us. That's it. You're done. And that's a scary place to be in, a place called despair. When you, have, when you feel like you have no answers, where you feel like there is no future, you feel like the future is so vague that it's not even worth pursuing, this is what religious life results in. 
And we need to really ask ourselves today, am I living a religious life? Or in our next point, we'll see, am I living a Christ-centered or gospel-centered life? So what is the answer that God gives us? And it's found in our third point today, where it is a gospel-centered life. And when we look at Jesus' name, Jesus, he is the answer when we actually research or look into his name. Jesus is his name. Christ is his title, just like president or principal or those are titles, right? Christ is actually a title as well. And that title means Messiah, right? Christ and Messiah are the same words. But the Messiah fulfills these three roles, prophet, priest, and king. Jesus came as not a prophet, but the fulfillment. He is the fulfillment of that role where there is no way for us to meet God, Jesus became the way. Jesus came as the priest to wash away our sins, where there was no answer for our sins. We had that debt, remember? Who can pay for our debt? I can't do it by myself. I need a savior. I need one to redeem my debt. And Jesus becomes my redeemer. He came as the King of Kings, Lord of Lords, because Satan tries to make me fight alone, right? That's Satan's best weapon, did you know that? To make you fight alone, to make you feel like God is far away from you and people don't like you, right? That's Satan's best weapon, because when we're by ourselves, when we fight alone, that's when we can get ruined the fastest because we realize how lacking we are in many ways. And this is something that we need to be aware of, that we don't have to remain as the center. We don't have to live life by ourselves, but that Jesus Christ came as the one to resolve this fundamental problem Right? So as a prophet, he came to destroy this problem of separation. As a priest, he came to destroy this problem of sin. And as king, he came to destroy the problem of Satan. And no longer do we need to remain in this fundamental problem. So here today, as we uh, conclude, I want us to look at this. We need to be born again meaning that we need to receive Christ into our hearts as our Lord and Savior. Because only then can we enjoy our identity. And when we enjoy our identity, we can do these two things. We can love God and we can love people, right? And those two things are probably very difficult <laughs> and are difficult. To love people, very difficult. Even your own family member, very difficult. <laughs> but we don't, it doesn't have to be difficult when we receive strength from God. Uh, let's read verse 1 through 3 together. Ready? Here we go. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ has been born of God, and everyone who loves the Father loves whoever has been born of him. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God 
and obey his commandments. For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome. Right? He gives us also the strength to live for him. Isn't that weird? A lot of times people think, I need to build up my spiritual strength and then I can live for him. No, we need his strength to live for him too. That's how much help we need. We need his help to live for him. Let's read verse 4 together. Uh, after, yes, so Christ gives us strength to live for him. Verse 4, for everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Yes, he gives us strength through faith. Faith means to trust, right? Uh, I'll bring this example again, but who do you trust the most in your life, right? If that person that you trust said, hey, I have a present that's waiting on your desk when you go back home, is that present really there or is it not there? It's there, right? Because you trust that person that said, I put a present on your desk. Did you see the present? No. But how do you know the present's there? <laughs> because you trust, right? And this is what we're building with God. That though we don't see all the answers, we trust because of the relationship that has been built over time. And for some of us, you might be early in your walk with God. For some of us, you've been you know, in it for the long run, but you've forgotten what God has done for you. Remember and trust. Ask and trust his word that you received today and that in the words that you received in the past as well. Our third point here in our conclusion is this. We cannot overcome the world with our own strength. We need God's strength, right? So God gives us a strength, and we need it to overcome the world that God has given us. So let's read verse 5 together. Ready, go. Who is it that overcomes the world except the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? Amen. Yes. We are given that strength to overcome the world. It doesn't mean like we have to conquer the world or anything like that. There are people that are struggling in this fundamental problem that have no answers. And I'm not telling you to go and just evangelize to them, but be, be familiar with your field. Know what problems are going on in the field that you're in. Because then you can start praying for these works to take place then God will give you the wisdom to know what words to share, to actually share this gospel to your field with the message that your, your field specifically needs. That becomes very important. This gospel message that I'm sharing here today is for your, your training, but also for you to be able to relay. This is the content of the gospel that we really need as a Christian because... The world and the philosophies of this world, there is no content. There's a lot of emotion, but not enough content to save or to redeem humanity. We've been given this content in Jesus Christ. And with this, let's really 
overcome this world that God has given us. Today, I wanted to go through um, this acceptance prayer uh, where it's a reminder for those who have already accepted Christ as what my relationship with him actually is. And for those who have never prayed this prayer, whether here in person or online, this is our time to make that confession and, that, and actually start this spiritual walk with God. Because a lot of people, they've never started. <laughs> they've been at church for a while, but they never started. And if that happens to be you here today, let's get started. Because to remain in kind of an answer, answerless type of circumstance is no place to be, uh, no matter who you are. So let's uh, pray this together. I have it up on the PowerPoint. Um, so let's read and pray <laughs> at the same time together. Here we go. Ready, go. Heavenly Father, I now realize that I am a sinner. Please forgive me of my sin. I turn to you and trust you with all my heart. At this time, I open up my heart to you. Please come into my heart. I love you, Lord. From now on, help me to live my life for you. My life is yours. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And this is God's heart for us, that we truly understand what it means to be a child of God. It's not just coming to church. It's not just praying. It's interacting with the living God and knowing that he is not just real, but he is leading you. And he's pouring his love over you. You're not alone when you go through life. That's not how God ever meant for humanity to be, to be alone. Even from the beginning, that was never his plan. So as we truly enjoy right, our relationship with him, Know that you have the blessing of Emmanuel, that God is with you. And it's not just a way to make you feel better. It's, it's more than that. It's an answer to the things that you struggle with. Receive those important answers and stand as a witness of this gospel.